Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Right now, I'm going to be praying. Praying for the leaders of the nation of the world. First Timothy 2 from verse 1 to 2 says, I exhort therefore that first of all, Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings are for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Praise the Lord. We're going to be praying for the nations of the world, praying specifically that the nations will be brought into alignment with the prophetic timing plan and purpose of God as delivered to us in the scripture with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. We forbid and overturn Satan's plans and agendas to control the government before the time for they are not hitherto given into his hands which shall be thereafter by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. We break the dominion and influence of Satan and the demons over the leaders of the nations and the government and its people, which has been exercised through fear, mongering, and corrigion. Praise the Lord. We're going to be praying for the leaders of the nation, even at this time. Using the scriptures, 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1 to 2, hallelujah. We're going to be declaring that according to the word of the Lord, the, the kingdom of darkness, Satan and his cohorts, they do not have any power, even at this time, to control the leaders of the nations or the government. No, it is not yet time for them. And therefore, they do not have that power to control even at this time. And we declare that these nations, they belong to the Lord. Yes, the leaders, they are under the authority of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us begin to pray even at this time. Can you unmute yourselves as we pray? Rabba, <laughs> 
Ranigo 
Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray for the leaders of our nation. Lekro sofra kati lapaya, yeki kufra kati sapaya, and we decree and declare that this was the lead of the fear of God in their hearts. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lekro gikibre lo kapasu tukubaya, lekro faridos tukubaya. Yes, Hallelujah. They are functioning in God's perfect will. Lekro sofra kada baya, and those who will not confirm to the leadership of God at this time, lekro sofra kade baya. They are taken out of the way, and your leaders are brought into position in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lekro basu tukubre Yes, the dominion and influence of Satan and the demons over the leaders and the governments of the nations. We call it down in the name of the Lord Jesus. We call it down in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. The nations are aligned unto God. The nations are aligned unto God. Yes, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah, that the nations be kept in peace, hallelujah, that the nations be kept in peace and the people in prosperity. Oh, Lord, we bless your holy name. Yes, we thank you because the leaders, hallelujah, they do not conform to the rudiments of this world, but they align themselves with God, hallelujah. They align their nations with God, Yes, hallelujah. The leaders of the nations, they are aligned in the prophetic timing of God. That says it is not yet time for the Antichrist. It is not yet time for the Antichrist. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we bless your holy name, of God. Yes, it is not yet time for the Antichrist. And the leaders and the nations of the earth, they acknowledge this, hallelujah. And they ensure that the Lord is in charge, that the Lord is in charge their state. The Lord is in charge in their town. The Lord is in charge, hallelujah, in their nations, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, blessed be God. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. We see new leaders emerging, new leaders emerging, new leaders in the continent, and in the nations of the world. Yes, new leaders, new leaders that are subject to your will, plans, and purposes for the leadership and nations of the earth. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name, oh God, for in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, you're welcome to Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Amarak for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in a time of intercessory prayers for the leaders and nations of the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Right now we're going into a worship segment after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Do have an awesome weekend at, at ahead. Over to you, esteemed Sister Grace. Thank you so much, everyone. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Debbie, for that special of intercessory prayers for the nations of the world. And thank you so much, Sister Amaya, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Welcome to another time of fellowship with ourselves as brethren and the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go ahead and worship our King. Lift up your hands to him and say beautiful words to him. Our God is worthy of our praise. He is exalted. He is high. Libara katabashiri. He's the highest. Libara kutisikaya. Lord, we give you praise, oh God. You are high and exalted. You are high and lifted. Oh, by the Mashandalaka, one name has all power, one name with authority. 
Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Grace. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Welcome once again to be inspired by the World Global Time of Devotion. And it's a beautiful Friday morning in Nigeria, and depending on where you are connected from, we are going to have a great time with the Lord. Today is Friday the 17th of December and the title of today's devotional article is Walk in Righteousness. But just before we start the devotion, I'd like us to pray for someone this morning for maybe just a minute. I'm led to do this and I want to the I want us to basically direct the power of God towards her. Um, if you've been studying um, the books that I said for us to study in this period of prayer and fasting, um, in the book, Power of Thongs, it talked about the fact that when you pray in tongues, one of the things that happens is that you direct the power of God. You stay up and direct the power of God towards the, in the direction of the area or of the matter you are praying about. Um, so, Sister Ifoma, please raise your hand. I want us to direct the Lord, the power of God towards her. Um, she's, um, it has to do with her health. And um, we've recorded amazing um, miracles already on this journey. Um, I want us to pray that her faith will prevail and that whatever the issue is, you know, um, there are times when... Um, when Jesus crossed the tree, right, um, it didn't look like it withered. It didn't look like it had died. Though the Bible says that died for it from its root. Um, this issue has died from its root. Um, for the period where the signs still appear to be there, when you cut off a branch of the tree, it seems still alive for some time before it dies off. Her faith needs to prevail even when it seems like the symptoms are there, even when it seems like the branch is still alive and it's still active. 
So we're gonna direct the power of God towards her at this moment for the next one minute. Please, if you need to unmute your mic, Omit your mic and pray one minute. Baku shiki bradu Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. We have what we desired. We have what we have demanded for. And more than ever before, the power of God is manifested for transformation in the life of Sister Ifoma. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. Congratulations, as named Sister Ifoma. God bless you. Praise God. At this moment, we'll quickly get into our devotional article for today. Walk in righteousness, Luke 1, 74 to 75, that he would grant unto us that we, we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear um, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Title of today's devotional article is Walk in Righteousness. Some Christians say they want to manifest the glory of God in their lives, yet they don't live right. Shakataya. Um, this is one devotional article that would change a lot in your life if you would listen and if you would be willing to bend allow see you need to be able to allow the word bend you because part of the ministry of the word is to mold you into the perfection of the picture that god saw in you you know i i explained if you've read the book recreating your world there is the creation and there's the making god created adam when he said let us make man in our own in our own likeness you know an image. Then the Bible later said in that same Genesis, he said, in fact, he, he, he was talking about the fact that the trees and the plantations that God had called for had not come up. He said, because he had not sent rain, water to water the ground. And he said, he had not made man 
to till the ground. But he had declared that he had created man. But there was the making of man when he took mold and formed man out of the dust. You need to allow the word mold you, make you on a daily basis. You receive righteousness legally by coming into Christ. It was a spiritual impartation. But the making of that spiritual righteous man for a daily walk with God is up to you. I hope that you got what I said, the difference between creation and making. And I think that that's one of the things that the Rhapsody wants to address this morning. Some Christians say they want to manifest the glory of God in their lives, yet they don't live right. Paul said, do we continue in sin that grace may abound? You know, there are many Christians. Um, let me not say many Christians. There are some Christians. I, I have been in Christ Embassy long enough. I don't know so many Christians outside of Christ Embassy. You know, and I hear some of our brothers and our sisters, you know, sometimes say certain things and do certain things. Why? Because there's grace. And then you hear the mixed statement like, ah, there's grace, there's grace, irrespective of what I do, there's grace. There's grace. I, I, I use this, I often would use a scenario. If you fall into the mud, um, um, going back to sin is like falling into the mud. And for every time that you fall, God is going to bring you out because forgiveness is permanent, right? But you see, for every time you fall into the mud, you get dirty. God brings you out. In that state of your debt, right? There are places that you cannot enter. There are people who would not talk to you by virtue of their class and by their principles. They won't talk to a dirty man on the road. If you showed up at the palace, you will not be allowed in. No matter who you are to the king, you will first be asked to go clean up. So there is the bringing out of the ditch, right? And then there's the cleaning up. Now, you, you, forgiveness is permanently available. So for every time you fall, you are brought out of the ditch. You have to go and clean up. You have to go and wash up. If you, you clean up, you wash up. And then the next minute you are back inside the ditch. So at what point do you have the time to explore all the good things of life? All the places that you need to enter if you were clean. All the people that you need to meet if you were clean. I'm using this scenario to help you explain that it's not to your advantage to be in and out of sin. To be in and out of doing the wrong things because there's grace. Forgiveness is permanent and it's, a, it's, 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 it's your right in Christ. Do you understand? So you do wrong, you'll be forgiven. But is that the place you want to stay? Do you want to just stay on the, on the sidewalk of the road where you are in and out of the mud? So you fall into the ditch you are brought out. You fall into the ditch you are brought out. Is that the kind of life you want to live? You don't want to go to the palaces. You don't want to, who, who will board you in a plane with, with, with mud all over your body? You don't want to fly the private jets. You don't want to enjoy, the, what I'm saying, there's more to your Christian life that God has planned for you beyond falling in and out of wrong. It is not to your advantage. I use that scenario to make you realize that um, 
you need to you need to you need to grow fast get away from that place of mistake and and, and falling and rising no get mature in the christian journey Get to the place where God can talk to you about big things. If he's talking to you about cleaning you up every day, when does he talk to you about taking the world? When? He said, some Christians say they want to manifest the glory of God in their lives, yet they don't live right. But Christianity is a call to righteousness. Righteousness is a gift, but you have to work out your salvation with godly reverence Philippians 2 and verse 12. You have to live the life of a righteous person. It's called living right. Ah, if you know how this today's devotion article is sweet in my body, because sometimes people think that this message is not in some people think that this message is not in the Bible. It's called living right. So you see, you see two Christians who are dating, they say they want to marry. They're already living together as husbands and wives, and they're already sleeping together. Brothers and sisters, there's something called living rights. And, and, and if, if you are here, this message is for you. You can't live anyhow as a Christian and expect to have a glorious life. Many of you, you are in and out of fighting battles because you are always breaking the hedge for the serpent to strike. You don't have a permanent victorious life. You don't have a permanent victorious life. You don't have a life that is um, victory to victory. When we say success heaped upon success, from glory to glory. No, you are dealing with one small, small battle here and there on a daily basis because you are living as though you are not a child of the kingdom. It is called right living. The Christ life in you must be lived accordingly. And the word of God is your light. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 15. The proof of your love for him is to do his word. It's to manifest his love, his character, his life and nature in you. His righteousness in you not only makes, not only makes live right living possible but easy his life and nature in you his righteousness in you not only makes right living possible but easy if you say it's not possible you lie you lie you are the one that has chosen the 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 what's the word i won't even call it the easy way out because it's not easy you are the one that has chosen the life of a peasant let me put it that way of a peasant you want to live a dirty life and you want to dwell in the palace for on a daily basis. You want to enjoy a glorious life, but you want to be in and out, jumping into the ditch and getting yourself dirty. He will always bring you out. It is, he promised you that. So by virtue of being his child, you are assured forgiveness. But don't be fooled by the fact that you are forgiven anytime you do wrong to making a lifestyle of doing wrong. You can please him every day without having to struggle. All you have to do is leave the word. Take your steps and actions on the basis of God's word and walk in love. Then you will see his glory manifested in your life in ways you never thought possible. The Christian life is a life of glory every day. It's about living out his righteousness, even in simple things such as your daily decisions, conversations, relationship with others, etc. You've been called into liberty to live righteously for the Lord. Romans 6, 
um, 14 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. You have the nature of love and righteousness and you can live above sin. The Bible says, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, Colossians 1.13. The Lord Jesus has given you the victory over sin, therefore walk in righteousness. So you are not um, unaware of what he's talking about. He landed the point very well. He's talking about being in and out of sin, in and out of doing the wrong things. It, it, it is, it is, it's, 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 it's an anomaly for a Christian to make a lifestyle of doing the wrong things. You say you are a brother, you are a leader in the choir. You slept with all the sisters in the choir. You say God loves me. God has a special love for me. There's nothing I do that God that 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 affects me. You lie, brother. You lie. Trouble is at your doorstep. That's why sometimes these people get married. Their marriages don't work. They are, sometimes their wives can't even conceive. There's just trouble everywhere. You can't, you, you can't be fellowshipping with the devil and not, and, and not, want, and not, and not be, be, be impacted with, with some of his troubles. You can't visit the devil and not go back with his gifts. Brothers and sisters, if you say you are a child of God, Live the life of righteousness. Live the life of right living. There's decency in the house of God. There's a way we coordinate ourselves. During the IPPC, when Pastor was teaching us about the three dynamics of Christianity and was talking about the walk, the Christian walk, that is W-A-L-K. He said there are things we say and there are things we don't say. There are things we do and there are things we don't do. Ladies, there's a way Christian sister dresses and there's a way a worldly sister dresses. I see some of you, I can't differentiate you from the world. Today's Rhapsody is for you. Because a lot of times when I say these things, people think Amarak's own is too much. No, the Bible is not going to be adjusted to suit you. The Bible is not going to be adjusted to suit your lifestyle. You were called and asked to adjust your lifestyle to suit the word. Romans 12, 2. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed. Allow the word to transform you. See, one of the ways you know a mature Christian, one of the first ways you know a mature Christian, it reflects in the addressing. If, the, if you haven't gotten to the place where the Holy Spirit can talk to you about what to wear and what not to wear, you are not, you have not, you are not ready for the glorious life. There's pretending to be fine, but there's been fine. There are many Christians, forget social media, forget what we put up on status. There are many who pretend to be fine, but there are some of us, we are fine in the kingdom. We are really fine. We don't need our WhatsApp status for you to know that we are enjoying our lives in Christ. Many of them, after all the social media, tormented by devils at night, having terrible dreams where they are being pressed, having major setbacks in life, there's the glory life when you live right. That's why I use the scenario of falling in and out of the ditch. Do you want to stay by the roadside just falling in and out of the ditch, being pulled out of the ditch? Or do you want to go around the world, exploring the world and enjoying all the things that God has planned for you? The, 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 the choice is yours. The recent wave I see with our sisters, you are getting married and you are all dressed like a harlot. Is your nakedness not for your husband? What, 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 what are you flaunting it for us for? You want to dress because you went to copy your wedding gown from a worldly woman on social media. 
They are your, they are your example. If as, a, if as a Christian sister, your hero, your mentors, the people who influence your decision, your lifestyle, you get them on social media, they are not born again. You're not a true Christian. You are not. We were supposed to be light to the world, examples to the world. Yet they are your example. You want to make a dress, you copy it from an unbeliever. You want to do your wedding. You are, you are demonstrating and, and acting out a script that you saw on social media from an unbeliever. Then the other one, the songs that we play during our events. How can you say you are of God? And then the songs you played throughout your events, they were of the devil. Brothers and sisters, the, the, the message of God is not, a, is not, is not an excuse to misbehave. Recently, the pastor started correcting um, the, the, the love old singers, you know, and these are things he hadn't spoken for in a while. Then we find the ones who are upset at the correction. No, they never loved God. They were in ministry for the fame and for the stage, for their personal gains. They never loved God. A child who genuinely loves his father takes correction. I did share here that the word of God is not only for inspiration. It's also for correction. When the correction comes, take it. Don't just be excited at the inspiration and offended at the correction. That is not the Christian life. The Lord corrects whom he loves. Woe unto you if nobody can talk to you. Woe unto you if nobody can talk. Brothers and sisters, uh, um, um, permit me, give me a few minutes. I want to tell you a few things. When I was nine years old, my mom and my, my dad separated. So from nine years old till date, I can tell you that I didn't have a mother raise me. Because by the time I had to even spend time with my mom, I was in the university and I never spent one month in the house. Most times the visit, one week, few days, highest two weeks. By the time I was 17, my dad passed on. So I became a teenager who just got admission to school, didn't have a father figure, didn't have a mother figure. But I knew that there is a reason it takes a man and a woman to raise a child. I understood that God gave man and woman the ability to raise a child because there is, there's a contribution that must come from the father and there's a contribution that must come from the mother. And fathers, hear me. Don't leave raising your child to your wives alone. Don't leave raising children to mothers alone. There is a reason it took you and her to bring the children into the world. Your job is not just to provide for the house and say, I provided everything you people want. You want to travel, I give you money. What else? Do you people want me to cut my hair? No, you must create time for your family. You must, you must be a leader. You are a leader. You must be leadership conscious in the family. It's not just about provision consciousness. Your first responsibility is leadership. Be intentional about training your wife and your daughters. Because sometimes, you know, you Christian brothers, you, when I see you and you and your wife sometimes outside, I wonder if you really saw what your wife wore before she left the house. You forgot that you were the head of the house. You forgot that you could order her, sister, you are not going anywhere dressed like this with me. And the next, and you are not going to dress like an unbeliever when you are a Christian. Sometimes they need you to remind them of who they are. Remember that you are a leader. 17 years old, my dad had passed on. Along the journey, I realized that I needed these figures in my life, especially my father figure. And because from the time where the, the responsibility, most times the, the, the place where the mother has work to do is from the time that the girl is a child. 
She raises her. By the time a girl is a teenager who is raised well, she's already set on a course. But when she hits the world, by the time she goes out there into the university, facing the world, walking, and then men begin to chase her. She needs her father figure to help her understand men and understand, differentiate good from evil so that she can navigate her way because the world itself is wicked towards the woman. Sometimes three of every five girls has been raped because of the way the world is programmed. I don't know why I'm going into this today, but I believe some people need to hear it. So I knew I didn't have a father figure. And at different seasons in my life, brothers and sisters, I will find God, God sends me father figures, but it is my choice to submit to the father figure. Every time that God sent me a father figure, I went and I submitted myself. There were days when he meant leaving apartments that I had paid for to move into the family house of that father figure just to, to be able to, for my life to be reprogrammed, for me to make errors and then for him to shout at me and say, Amaka, are you okay? What kind of rubbish is that? You don't act like this. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't, I didn't know, I, I don't have a father. I did not know now. I did not know. And you know, sometimes those corrections don't come very nicely. Some of you may not know. I lived with Pastor Freedom Wealth Area. I lived with Pastor Goki Adebayo. I lived with Pastor Tony Ikoku, the media director of the ministry. I've lived with different father figures. In recent times, I, 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 Certain things happened last year that, I, that, that were, were meant to program me towards destruction. And I knew at that moment that I needed that father figure and I needed to be in a family house. I left my apartment and moved into Brother Kelly Lyon's house. As I speak to you, I live with Brother Kelly Lyon. I'm telling you this thing so that you understand that this Amarak that you people see, I live by principles. I needed a father figure. I needed somebody to help me at a different stage in my life. And in fact, I told, I, I, you know, um, um, the issue of my apartment, my, uh, my office and everything had come. I'm like, I, I, I say, please, I'll marry from here. It's not a problem. I have my room. I'm okay. I'm comfortable. What, I'm, what am I looking for a house for? Is it freedom? Freedom for what? I've said a lot today, but I'm telling you that Make up your mind that you would do life right. I said, we don't live life by miracles. You get into trouble and often you are looking for prayers. You need a miracle to come out. You borrow somebody's money, you blow it up. You need a miracle to come out. Stop living by miracles, live by principles and enjoy your life in Christ. I don't know when next I will come in this direction again, but I believe that you have learned a lot today. Live the Christian life. Don't live like the people of the world. Live like the child of God that you are. Be the one that people, how many people can want to be like you? How many people? Do you know that virtually every day I get a message, please, I want you to mentor me. I want you to mentor me. And it did not start today. I started mentoring people older than me back as when I was a teenager. And the things I just shared with you today are things that I did intentionally. Some of you, nobody can talk to you. I'm independent. I, I pay my bills so nobody should tell me any rubbish. Really? You are headed towards destruction and we'll see where that lands you. Blessed are you if you have somebody that can see you going in the wrong direction and correct you. And me as a leader, my members know me. 
The worst is that you're going to delete me, block me, and do anything you want to do to me. But to say that I will inspire you with the word and I will not correct you with the word is a lie. I don't choose what I do with the word. I do the word as the word says to do it. I'm done for today. I'm done for today. Sisters, please be, be an example of godly women. Stop the naked dressing. I would not stop saying it, especially for those of you in this house. Stop it. Today's Rhapsody has said it, right? It's not Amaka that is preaching because every time I talked about it, I was preaching the word. Choose by yourself what you will do with your life. I'm done for today. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment for the next segment. God bless you, everyone. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. I choose to leave right. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. Uh, for the study, we're reading 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, Amplified Classic. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 4.5.18 We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And finally, 1 John 3.7-8 Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. From, for these purposes, the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Praise the Lord. So right now, we're going to take the prayer. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Loving Father, thank you for your love and for the gift of righteousness. Thank you for the blessing of being seated with Christ in power, glory, and majesty, with dominion over Satan and the cohorts of darkness. I refuse to be under the influence or control of the darkness that rules this present world. I don't conform to this world for I'm, for I'm transformed continually by the renewing of my mind through your word in Jesus name, amen, praise the Lord. So very quickly, we are gonna move over to the New Testament Bible reading. Praise God, I'm gonna be very fast, hopefully. We're reading Revelation chapter four, um, Revelation chapter 9, praise God. Revelation chapter 9, the Message Bible, verse 1. The fifth angel trumpeted, I saw star plummet from heaven to earth. The star was handed a key to the well of the abbeys. He unlocked well abbeys, smoke poured out of the well, billows and billows of smoke, sun and air in blackout from smoke pouring out of the well. Then out of the smoke poured locusts, with the venom of scorpions. They were giving their orders, don't hurt the grass, don't hurt anything green, don't hurt a single tree, 
only men and women, and those who love the seal of God on their foreheads. They were ordered to torture, but not kill. Torture them for five months. The pain like a scorpion stink. When this happens, people are going to prefer death to torture. Look for ways to kill themselves, but they won't find a way. Death will have gone into hiding. The locusts looking like horses ready for war. They had gold crowns, human faces, women's hair, the teeth of lions, and iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was the sound of horse-drawn chariots charging into battle. Their tails were equipped with stings like scorpion tails. With those tails, they were ordered to torture the human race for five months. They had a king over them, the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, in Greek, Apollyon, destroyer. The first doom is past, two dooms yet to come. The sixth angel trumpeted. I heard a voice speaking to the sixth angel from the horns of the golden altar before God. Let the four angels lose. The angels confined at the great river Euphrates. The four angels were untied and let loose. Four angels all prepared for the exact year, month, day, and even hour when they were to kill a third of the human race. The number of the army of horsemen was twice 10,000 times 10,000. I heard the count and saw both horses and riders in my vision, fiery breastplates on the riders, lion heads on the horses, breathing out smoke, breathing out fire and smoke and brimstone with these three weapons, fire and smoke and brimstone. They killed a third of the human race. The horses killed with their mouths and tails. Their serpents like tails also had heads that wrecked havoc. The women who weren't killed by these weapons went on their merry way, didn't change their life, didn't quit worshiping demons, didn't quit centering their lives around lumps of gold and silver and brass, hunks of stone and wood that couldn't see or hear or move. There wasn't a sign of a change of heart. They plunged right on in their murderous, occult, promiscuous, and thiefing ways. Hallelujah. And with that, we've come to the end of today's um, New Testament Bible reading. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Thank you, esteemed Brother Martins, for helping with your screen. Right now, I'd like to welcome the esteemed Brother John as he takes us through the Old Testament Bible reading. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Over to you, Brother John. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, esteemed Amara, for this privilege. We're reading the book of Jonah this morning. We're reading four chapters. So permit me to be as fast as I can. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Martins, for helping us to share the screen. The caption, running away from God. One day long ago, God's word came to Jonah, Amittai's son, up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They are in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up and went the other direction to Tarshish, running away from God. He went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed for Tarshish. He paid the fare and went on board, joining those going to Tarshish, as far away from God as he could get. But God sent a huge storm at sea. The waves tore. The ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified. They called out 
in desperation to their gods. They threw everything they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship to take a nap. He was sound asleep. The captain came to him and said, what is this, sleeping? Get up, pray to your God. Maybe your God will see we are in trouble and rescue us. Then the sailors said to one another, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit on this ship who is responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws. Jonah got the short straw. Then they grilled him, confess, why this disaster? What is your work? Where do you come from? What country? What family? He told them, I am Hebrew. I'm a Hebrew. I worship God, the God of heaven, who made sea and land. At that, the men were frightened, really frightened, and said, what on earth have you done? As Jonah talked, the sailors realized that he was running away from God. They said to him, what are we going to do with you to get rid of this storm? By this, by this time, the sea was wild, totally out of control. Jonah said, throw me overboard into the sea. Then the storm will stop. It is all my fault. I'm the cause of the storm. Get rid of me and you will get rid of the storm. But no, the men tried roaring back to shore. They made no headway. The storm only got worse and worse, wild and raging. Then they prayed to God. Oh God, don't let us drown because of this man's life. And don't blame us for his death. You are God. Do what you think is best. They took Jonah and threw him overboard. Immediately, the sea was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea. But in awe of God, they worshipped God, offered a sacrifice and made vows. Then God assigned a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and three nights. Wabu. <laughs> the caption at the bottom of the sea Jonah chapter 2 then Jonah prayed to his God from the belly of the fish he prayed in trouble deep trouble I prayed to God he answered me from the belly of the grave I cried help you heard my cry you threw me into ocean's depths into a watery grave with ocean waves, ocean breakers crashing over me. I said, I've been thrown away, thrown out, out of your sight. I'll never again lay eyes on your holy temple. Ocean gripped me from my by my throat or by the truth. The ancient abyss grabbed me and held tight. My head was all tangled in seaweed. At the bottom of the sea, where the mountains take root, I was as far down as a body can go, and the gates were slamming shut behind me forever. Yet you pulled me up from that grave alive. Oh God, my God. When my life was slipping away, I remembered God, and my prayer got through to you. Made it all the way to your holy temple. Those who worship holy gods, God frauds, walk away from their only true love. But I am worshiping you, God, calling out in thanksgiving. And I'll do what I have promised to do. Salvation belongs to God. Then God spoke to the fish and it vomited up Jonah on the seashore. Hallelujah. Caption, maybe God will change his mind. Jonah chapter 3. Next, God spoke to Jonah a second time. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They are in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. This time, Jonah started off straight for Nineveh. Obeying God's orders to the letter. <laughs> Nineveh was a big city. 
very big. It took three days to walk across it. Jonah entered the city, went one day's walk and preached. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. The people of Nineveh listened and trusted God. They proclaimed a citywide fast and dressed up and dressed in bola to show their repentance. Everyone did it, rich and poor, famous and obscure, leaders and followers. When the message reached the king of Nineveh, he got up off his throne, threw, his, threw down his royal robes, dressed in bola, and sat down in the depths. Then he issued a public proclamation throughout Nineveh, authorized by him and his leaders. Not one drop of water, not one bite of food for man, woman, or animal, including your herds and flocks. Dress them all, both people and animals, in bola, and send up a cry for help to God. Everyone must turn around, turn back from an evil life and the violent ways that stain their lands. Who knows? Maybe God will turn around and change his mind about us. Quit being angry with us and let us leave. God saw that they had, God saw what they had done, that they had turned away. That they had turned away. God saw what they had done, that they had turned away from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. What he said he would do to them, he didn't do. Jonah chapter 4. I knew this was going to happen. Caption. Jonah was furious. He lost his temper. He yelled at God. God, I knew it. When I was back home, I knew this was going to happen. That is why I ran off to Tashish. I knew you would you were sheer grace and mercy not easily angered, rich in love, and ready at the drop of a heart to turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. So God, if you won't kill them, kill me. I'm better off dead. God said, what do you have to be angry about? But Jonah just left. He went out of the city to the east and sat down in a sock, put together a makeshift shelter of leafy branches and sat there in the shade to see what would happen to the city. God arranged for a broad-leaf tree to spring up he grew over Jonah to cool him off <laughs> and get him out of his angry sock. Jonah was pleased and enjoyed the shade. Life was looking up. <laughs> but then God sent a worm by dawn of the next day. The worm had bored into the shade tree and it withered away. The sun came up and God sent a hot blistering wind from the east. The sun beat down on Jonah's head and he started to faint. He prayed to die. I'm better off dead. Then God said to Jonah, what rights do you have to get angry about this shade tree? Jonah said, plenty of rights. It's made me angry enough to die. God said, what is this? How is it that you can change your feelings from pleasure to anger overnight about a mere shade tree that you did nothing to get? You neither planted nor watered it. It grew up one night and died the next night. So why can't I likewise change what I feel about Nineveh from anger to pleasure? This big city of more than 120,000 childlike people who don't get no right from wrong to say nothing of all the innocent animals. <laughs> Praise God forever. This was very interesting. Okay, over to you, Vera Martins. Thank you very much, everyone. Tomorrow we begin the book of Micah. Thank you so much, Estimbera John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Esteemed Mr. Maka for this wonderful privilege, praise God. 
At this point, we'll be going straight to the affirmation segment of today's meeting, and the affirmation is on the screen. We'll start the affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The top paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So at this point, I will kindly ask you to please unmute your mics as we take our affirmation count of three. Please kindly unmute your mics. Yeah. Yeah. I am the glory of I have the spirit of wisdom. The eyes of my understanding are able to I have a naked company. I give thanks unto the Father who qualified me to be a particular of the inheritance of the saints in life. Beseech you, brethren, kindly don't omit your mics as we take the communion. Thank you very much. Our text is taken from First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Precious Father, thank you. Oh, pokra lito kori baria tiho, fregli undozi i ankros ko shidankras. Thank you for the breaking of bread this day. 
Thank you. For the power of the Holy Spirit that was at work in us, that causes us to will and to do of your good pleasure. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that goes ahead of us, that goes with us. Thank you, Lord God. For today is a day of great blessings. And we'll receive all that is accrued to us by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we give you praise. To you be all the glory forever. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he has sobbed, saying, This cup is in the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death till he come. Call eggy and call in the silver frap to see. Ta gadi go oglongiko praglijon darita. Zigo se anda logo zelina. Vlalia di boko vrandisi aika aika kain de kokilan bruski. She the pokrandus mrogolinda ka. Ah, Taliga Satun's Gilbrundish Covratos, the Gabarinda Carados, the Junta, Cocuzelic Antiga. Ah, Teclurunda Sukuns Gadilla Cras of Shalin, Dracadoria do Selebrunda Cori Bracadilla, Lopa Casonta Rogobosiga Babaya. The children that God has given unto you, they are set for signs and wonders. Oh, yes. And those special angels that go with them will cause them to walk in wisdom, in knowledge, and in perfection always. They are the head in all that they do, and they are blessed in everything that they do. And their understanding is perfected, and knowledge, they shall be known to be children of great knowledge. Yes, they are the first and best in their classes in whatever they do and of the increase of their greatness there shall be no end for men will take notice of them and take notice of their exploits for god's grace has been manifested on them thank you father oh blessings upon the children blessings upon every child Parakosata. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Your children are blessed. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and take the copy for now. Special blessings for the children. Special blessings. Special blessings. Every child connected to you. And if there be any that is sick amongst them, special healings for them by the power of the Holy Ghost, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, no matter the situation, God's Spirit is moving even now upon the children. Thank you, Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Mr. Maka for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much. And at this point, I'm going to hand over to the ever joyful Sister Joy to the gospel remaining part of the meeting. Thank you all and have a wonderful day.
Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Hallelujah. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity. At this time, we'd like to welcome those who are joining us for the first time today. If today is your first time of connecting to this part about the world, global times of devotion, please drop a message in the chat room telling us your name, where you connected from, and who invited you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And also, if it's your birthday today, please drop a message. If it's your birthday, your wedding anniversary, if you know anyone who's celebrating today and you would like us to pray for them, please drop a message very quickly. Hallelujah. To all of our first timers, if we have any, you are welcome. This is the Inspired by the World Global Family. And on a daily basis between the hours of 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. GMT plus one, we connect to pray, we study the word of God, we break bread, we affirm words, we inspire one another, and it's always a glorious time in God's presence. One thing is certain, as you continually fellowship with us, your life will not remain the same again in Jesus' name. Once again, you are welcome, and we look forward to having you join us again and again and again praise the lord thank you so much esteemed sister maka at this point i would like to um hand over to yuma to kindly help us pray for our first timers and all of our celebrants praise god i can see that that police me a direct message please can you send to everybody so that we can welcome your sister Oli. Today's second time was invited by the highly esteemed Minister Israel Oshaw. It's nice to be here. Nice to have you. Okay, thank you. Over to you, esteemed Stamata. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can see a hand up. Um, GG. Okay, um, let's know why you're raising your hand, please. Um, JJ, can you unmute your mic? Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Okay, I can see um, today is my elder sister's birthday. Her name is Fumilayo. Mm, today is my nephew's birthday. His name is Voji. Today is my friend's my friend Emma and Joy Oba's wedding anniversary. Okay. My name is Olivia. Today is my second time I was invited by the esteemed brother Israel Osho. Okay, welcome, Sister Olive or Brother Olive. You can say what. Welcome. Also, I'd like to welcome you, Sister Ifa Tuwachuku. Abu glory and to secret de la graban de sejuv rabban de kri de kaikadori gibaria deja. Father, we thank you for the wedding anniversary of Imma and Joy Uba Paro Ugis Alinde Kori Kro Sejuv Radila Haya. Thank you for in blessings, they are blessed, and their union is a perfect union, perfected by your spirit. Thank you, Lord God, for those continuous joy, laughter, and increase. Glory to God. Father, we thank you, Borogodila Krabadeojela Mandia, for Brother. Voje, we thank you for Sister Fumila, whose birthday is today, whose birthdays are today. Rako Sog Shalaman, Doro Brodila Kroski, Shikebere Dila Haya. 
thank you for that great grace you have lavishly, great grace you have lavishly poured upon them. Yes, they will continually grow in joy, in leap and bound by the power of the Holy Ghost, favor and grace. We continue continually minister to them, for them and in them, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everywhere they go, men will take it upon themselves to do them good. And of their increase, of their joy, of their prosperity, of their wisdom, of their laughter, there shall be no end. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We worship you. To you be all the glory forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Glory, glory, glory. Once again, I'll say a very big thank you to the esteemed Samaka for this great privilege. You know, um, sorry we took much of your time today. The meeting was supposed to end by 7 or 7.05, but, you know, this is 7.15 already. At this point, I'll kindly beseech you, brethren, to please unmute your mics as we share the grace and fellowship. Thank you so much. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Thank you, esteemed sister Maka. I'm alive. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, great.